most wonderful show is Keeping up with the Joneses AJ Jones Yes, sir Happy New Year Thank you Can you believe it's 2022? No In all reality, I think I blinked and erased 2021 Like, oh. I feel like 2021 went like a blur It it went really fast 2020 was a super slow year Yeah 2021 was uh, Super fast Yeah Yeah Aren't most of like the weird space movies about how things are going to be like hovering and stuff in like 2022? What what weird space movies are you talking about? (laughs) It seems like a weird space movie kind of year. (laughs) You heard it here first, folks. Weird space kind of year. Can we talk us through your outfit for people who can't see what you're wearing? Oh, well, we record in a basement. It's so cold. (laughs) And as much as this looks like a finished space... It is not. No, no, no. It's not. This is just poured concrete walls, open studs. Yeah. I mean, we, we you know, we decorate what's yeah, yeah. behind us, but so there's concrete. There's floor. no heat, and uh, Nashville. I think we have the most snow we have had since we moved here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has stayed. We're now at day three, and it's still here. You, you, you worked out the temperature. For both all of our international audiences. So yesterday, when you worked at the temperature, it was what nine degrees Fahrenheit. I can't remember what it was Fahrenheit, but Celsius, it was minus 11. Yeah. So the same really as in cold. Toronto, actually. Oh, yeah, we were twinning. Uh, we were twinning. So, yeah, it's it's quite cold. The kids have been out in the snow every day because they're just making the best of their, you know, life you, at the if moment. I, if I could, you'll probably hear, move your arms so everyone can hear. Yeah, you, AJ's wearing a classic snow parka. Okay, that's great. That's great. <laughs> so if you hear that weird noise, it's not the weird space aliens of 2022. It's just AJ's winter jacket. Yes, I'm wearing a sweater and a shirt underneath my sweater and then my winter jacket. And I have my legs wrapped in t- in a uh, blanket. Yeah. and I It's am, so cold. I'm just in my regular shirt. I will say that this tabletop it's is brutal. freezing because well, it's Well, I can marble. feel it through my jacket and yeah. my sweater. It's so cold. But apart from that, the ambient temperature for me is not horrible. Yeah, you're weird though. Well, I don't the know The Scottish that. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A huge happy new year to all of you. <laughs> I know this comes out on the 10th. What is today? Yeah, it comes out on the 10th. So you're 10 days into your new year. Uh, we are praying that your new year will be absolutely awesome. We hope you had an amazing Christmas too, amazing Christmas break. AJ, when we left our podcast listeners, we were excited about the Jacksons coming. We were excited about blowing the minds of our children with yes, guinea pigs. Yes. Which, if listeners remember, I was so for. It was like you my were idea. Not, you were super you hesitant. Were such a liar. And we surprised our son with a hitherto unmentioned Christmas present. Yes. Give us our weekly catch up. Gosh. So our catch up since then was the Jacksons didn't come because they all went down with COVID, which was so sad. There was so many tears about that on both sides of the conversation. Um, So we have planned for a late Christmas in February Mm -hmm. uh, with them, but they didn't come. And so it was a super calm, like kind of almost boring Christmas but so nice. Whoa, I'm going to stop you right there. You don't think it was boring? Well, not like, I mean, like we didn't go out and do big events or anything like that. We just basically played tons of games with the kids. It was far from boring. Yes. So here's what happened, at least inside my heart. Okay. My emotional roller coaster was devastated the Jacksons couldn't come. Like feeling all my feelings, sadness, lonely. Yes. 
And, and you know, I'd so looked forward to, we're going to make it to Christmas, and then Jackson's going to be here, yeah. and it's going to be awesome. Yeah, we'd been counting down the days. Uh, and, you know, there was tears, and there was sadness. Yeah. And then I pivoted slightly to, you know how it doesn't matter how much you love the people that are coming to stay, you still have to put an effort when people come to stay. Yeah, all of a sudden we didn't have to do the same level all of, of cleaning. Although <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't have cared. We really, didn't have but... to make up the guest room, yeah. which MJ was sleeping in. Yeah, you know, yeah. Our house stayed at like a level below what you want it to be when guests come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I stayed in pajamas. I think I got dressed maybe three days out of the whole two weeks. Yeah, I'd be surprised if it was three days. We were off hard. Yeah. So it wasn't boring for me. It was super peaceful. And so when you describe like, well, that's hey, what we... I mean. Like it wasn't like we had big events or well, exciting. As somebody who chooses his words carefully, oh, I'm so it sorry. It was boring. It wasn't boring. It was it super was, restful. It, it was restful. Thank you. It was restful. And when you describe, I wouldn't go and do anything. Doing things on my time off is the opposite of having time off. Well, I know, but I mean, like normally we've done like a Christmas lights tour with the kids, or we've done, you know. And we Granted. didn't do we didn't do any of those things either because we were waiting for the Jacksons to get here to do some of those things, and then we just never ended up doing them. But we did. Shall we talk about throw throw avocado? Oh my gosh! So some friends of mine or ours, uh, the Ratliffs, sorry, they're Hi, not Brent just mine. <laughs> uh, recommended throw throw burrito and throw throw avocado which essentially is exactly the same game. they're essentially the same game essentially um, the same game the avocados though hurt less when you get hit by them correct it needs to be said and it's it, i don't know whether it's because we learned the throw throw avocado first yeah but it's simpler it feels like well it's essentially yeah but it is the same game right. but the reason i got both of them was thinking the jacksons were coming you need to be able to combine the two games to have like 10 people play if, if you've never heard this game how do you describe it? Ah, uh, insanity! It's, it, it's it's insanity with yeah, a lot of fun. It's so much fun. Like we were playing it pretty much every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and essentially, it's a card game where you all have a stack of cards, and you're going through these cards at the same time, and you're trying to make sets. And but if you make sets that have to do with the avocados, it'll either be avocado duel in which case well let's not go into that you know, level of detail but yeah, if you get a, a card matching card with a kind of action activity yeah, with the avocado yeah. a full-on war breaks out where essentially you have to throw avocados at the other members yeah who are playing yeah we made a no headshots rule but like you essentially you have to move really fast and try and get people out by throwing the avocados at them and i'm not ashamed to say that i screamed like a girl you do I honestly, I was like, we need to actually pull the video I off have of our. Pulled the video off of it. You have, yeah. I think maybe we should add it in for the members. All right. It's it's a super fun game. Super great for all it. ages. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a it it gets hectic and it gets chaotic and it gets messy real yeah. quick. You're yeah. not throwing real avocados. These are like the no, they're foam like avocados. foam. They don't hurt. And there's variations. It's either a full out every man for himself. It's either a duel. Right. It's either, uh, it's hard to keep track. And that's kind of part of the fun. Yeah. I highly recommend it. Yeah, it was very, very fun. So we played a lot of that. Played a lot of card games. Yes. But I think what the listeners want to know about is what happened with the guinea pigs. Oh my gosh. Okay. So first of all, we did keep the secret for two whole weeks. Uh, We had them in our closet. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the whole two weeks, and they didn't know that they. Well, were we had there. it in our spare room for the first week, and then we moved it from the other yes. side of the house to our closet. Yes, the f- the spare room still smells like straw. I liked having them in the closet, and Alan, who was like 
basically, uh, you know, he was the I don't want guinea pigs person, has fallen in love with the guinea pigs. Hold on. Wait, no. Is it true that you love the guinea pigs? Do you go over? Do you talk to them? Do you cuddle them? Did you want to cuddle them yesterday and take little tiny pictures of them? Yes. I don't know what you're talking about. Alan does <laughs> really like the guinea pigs. Yeah. Alan was deeply suspicious that our kids would not be into them. Yes. So if I'm going to be and wrong about something, Alan let correct? me be wrong about the right things. <laughs> okay. Our kids absolutely love the guinea pigs. They were so excited. The funny part was on Christmas morning when we had them come down and we had a tablecloth over top of where we had the guinea pigs. And Tia was like, is it a pet? Is it a snake? Please you know, tell me it's a snake. She just wanted any kind of pet. And so the guinea pigs are a huge hit. Tia still is thanking me at least two or three times a day for Where's getting them my love? Pigs. I don't know. I guess they obviously correctly deduced. I, I'm telling you, it's a gateway drug to a dog. I've not, I've said that before. They are adorable. They They're are so adorable. very, very cute. I'm super proud my kids named them Lincoln Zelda. Yeah. Even though they're both girls. Yeah, that's all right. We tried to bath one yesterday, which was an adventure. Yeah. They don't like that very much. They're no. not they're not a big water animal. Uh yeah. So they didn't What I've that. learned about them is they love to burrow and even after being in my house for six weeks, yeah. They still they're right outside my office. So every time I walk from my office to the living room or from, you know, yeah. anywhere in the house past there, every time they burrow and hide. Yeah, and they I'm scurry. like, it's me. I'm the yeah. person who cares for you. Are you kidding me? And they, they haven't learned that yet. But yeah, it might take them a cute. while. Well, I wa I've watched so many guinea pig videos. Uh, Her YouTube algorithm is serving up the finest Just, you guinea know, pig like videos. Making sure I know how to do everything, making sure I'm watching for the right things, all that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, some of them are like, yeah, it can take them like six months to get used to who has them. Really? Yeah. So and some well, of them then, are faster. Then they become cuddly? Yeah, they won't run away like every time they see you. But they are skittish animals anyway. Mm -hmm. Because they're used to being prey. Yeah. So. Maybe I should start wearing like a full on wolf outfit around yeah, the house. That that, yeah. Or that them. eagle outfit's probably not helping them either. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. Yeah. Huge hit. Kids huge love hit. it. Kids love them. You know, we only got two of them. Yeah. So, and we've got three kids. Mm. And so we talked like, how are we going to do this? And MJ very helpfully said he wasn't interested in getting a pet. Yes. And the girls were very excited about getting a pet. Yes. And we're trying to teach the kids responsibility with the pets. Yeah. And so he's like nine. So we were thinking, okay, the kids are going to get a present that's going to knock it out of the park for them. We need to make sure that MJ gets a a present that knocks it out of the park. Yes. Well, kind of not knocks it out of the park, but it's kind but of like, equivalent yeah, yeah, for yeah. his heart. Yeah. And the problem with buying your kids big presents, or at least the problem with buying your kids big presents in our house, is it means they don't get as many things as under the tree, many other presents yeah. under the tree. Um, do you want to talk about the fiasco that was our stockings this year, or just move on? Okay, so I had a stocking fail. I got like the basic things, but I forgot about getting toys, like little, I usually get little things for the Let's stocking. run through. You're a nine-year-old and you open up your stocking. And of course, there is the obligatory orange, which there should be, and chocolate yes, coins, chocolate which there should be, and a magazine, which there should be. But then the rest of the stocking was basically socks underpants and underwear. Socks. <laughs> Normally, I have like a stuffed animal and like a puzzle or and something like that. you did knock out of the park in getting coloring books for the girls, but what did Tia notice? That I got her the same <laughs> coloring book as last year. So we were like, guys, before they even opened their stockings, like, guys, we just have to be honest. We can't drop the ball in the stockings. Yeah. But trust us, the rest of Christmas is going to be awesome. Yeah. And they were like, that's okay. I mean, they, they were they were great about it, but... but uh, and then for our little boy... I've decided, actually, you should be the stocking guy. You I'm can fine to be the stocking guy. Yeah, I'll do the stocking guys. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll do the stocking guys. I'll buy... I'll be the stocking guy. Okay. Just make sure you buy the right size underwear. 
I might need to outsource that to you. Our son wants to be a YouTuber when he grows up, which, by the way, I'm not entirely against, you know, as careers go. <laughs> and he loves playing video games. He and does. He, he's, and he's quite good at he's it. He's really good it's at it. It's quite shocking. Yeah. At them. Yeah. And this, I, I was about to tell the story backwards and make it sound like we made good parenting decisions. I think we made a bad parenting decision that was disguised as a good one. Like, like I think you could, I think you could spin it as a good parenting decision. Basically, my son has a walk-in closet that is about the size. It's about nine foot by nine foot. Yeah, it's not much smaller than the bedroom I had as in Scotland. Like, he has a full-on bedroom, yeah, and then he has this full-on like I don't mean I mean literally it's a walk-in huge. closet. It's huge with its, its own huge. window. Which he never uses. Right. Because all his clothes fit in a dresser that's in his bedroom. And so we'd had all his like toys and Lego and right. everything set up in there. And I thought, wouldn't it be cool to have his own game room? Yeah. And and like flat screen TVs have fallen in price so much. Yeah. So I thought, wouldn't it be cool if we just repurposed some of the furniture that we already have? Like he had this old ratty sofa that had been in his bedroom that, yeah. that we were trying to throw out, but he wanted to keep for sentimental reasons. So we pushed that in there. Uh, some old speakers that you had. I had from, some old speakers, yeah. and the only problem is, well, he no doesn't power. know that's old, though. No. He knows nothing about that. So anyway, this present on Sunday, on Christmas morning, AJ painted the room. She bought some Fortnite stickers. We moved that sofa in. We hung a flat screen TV on the wall. Thank you so much to my friend and now neighbor Ryan, who helped me. When I say helped me, he did all the work. I did <laughs> absolutely. There's, there's no. He assisted me. Like, what do you mean? He, he did it you. all. There was no power to that room. Yeah. So he ran some power there. But he has this flat screen TV at one end, a sofa at the other end. And I think if I was a nine-year-old gamer, I would absolutely love that. Yeah. So purely it was a dad wanting to knock out the park for son. Right. But here's what we've noticed as parents. Prior to this, MJ played video games in the bonus room, which is just an open plan room in our upstairs. And the sound spills into everywhere else in the house. Yeah. And so we're about to have a baby. We're not expecting a baby. We're trying to adopt a baby. Yes. More on that in a second. And we're thinking, when we have a newborn baby sleeping, that is going to be one noisy boy. But the noise level in the house has dropped considerably since he's inside a room within a room. Yes. With closed doors. Yes. So that was a parenting win, which was an accident. It was an accident. But... uh... So, yeah, I mean, he's been having a great time and he freaks and out. it has been nice to not have him because he gets so excited mm-hmm. to not have the sound of him yelling about his excitement about what because it doesn't matter what game he plays. He still gets yeah. loud and excited. I mean, it can be Minecraft. It can be anything. And he's yelling. Yeah. Top yeah. tip for parents. My number one fear about putting a large screen TV in my son's room is him accessing content. I don't want him accessing. Right. Now. We've sat down and told our kids about pornography and why it's bad and why you don't want to look at it and how, hey, you will probably be exposed to it and your friends will try and show you some stuff. Stay away from it. It's like, it's death. But the only item on his TV, the only thing that's plugged in his TV is a switch, which Mm -hmm. we can control. But to my dismay, when I went and bought a flat screen TV, of course, all TVs now come preloaded with YouTube, Netflix, blah, 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 blah. So here's what I did is we use Eero as our uh, Wi-Fi providers. You can lock down devices. So that TV cannot access the internet. So no matter how hard he tries to bypass the security measures on it or or stream something, it just will not. Yeah. And we also have a camera in that we have room. a camera in his room as well. So we can see what's going on yeah, as well. Yeah, and make sure that there's nothing nefarious going on. So that was Christmas, which feels like a long, long time ago. 
It was kind of a long time ago. At least a couple weeks, anyway. Well, I suppose so. Yeah. I suppose so. Um, dance update. Oh, well, um, you seem to feel like you've really gotten the moves down. I don't know if I've really got the moves <laughs> down. So remember I told you about I've been doing this Apple Fitness Plus. I'm trying something out every, something different every day. Yeah. So I committed to doing that specific dance video every week until I got it down. I don't have it down, mm. but I can, I'm a lot less lost. Just progress. Let's see. Yes. Yeah, you were showing us your moves this morning. Now, I, here's the second thing I learned is don't do dance moves without the music. Because <laughs> then you just look weird. Like, what? Uh, okay. Yeah. So, but g- good job. Good job, Johnny. So there we go. That's our Christmas update. Hope you had an amazing Christmas, a safe Christmas, a fun Christmas, and a glorious new year. Our main topic for this week comes from quite possibly one of the best emails I think I've ever received. Oh. There's a listener's question. This whole yeah. episode is devoted to a listener's question. Okay. And I've got it right here. All right. Okay. This is from Liz. Hi, Liz. I'm going to read the whole email, and then we'll tackle it bit by bit. Okay. Okay. First off, this is Liz speaking. Thank you so much for your podcast and all the work you do. I'm not currently a Christian, but listening to your podcast is inspiring me and moving my heart toward that direction. I can't tell you how huge that is for me. I've had to overcome so many judgments to even be at this point, and your podcast has been a big part of those shifts. You begin to see why this is one of my favorite emails ever, because here we are down in our basement, just <laughs> talking about our Christmas. Just doing stuff, yeah. And I'm glad it's impacting people. Sure. My question, plural, or about how to move further into understanding about Christianity and potentially becoming a Christian. I love everything you guys talk about, and I have so many questions. It is also new to me, and I'm untangling 30-plus years of negative misconceptions about the church. I've been attending some Sunday services at Grace Center online, which I enjoy, but it seems like the next steps for me would be to find a local church and to get some more resources to read and study. I would love any advice you have about this. I'm especially nervous about finding a church, as my experience with Christianity in the past is that it wasn't an alive practice in the presence of God, and that there was a lot of hypocrisy in how it is practiced. I would love to find a church that welcomes the Holy Spirit with the healthy culture that you speak about, and I just don't know where to start. It seems like there's a church on every block, and I can't tell them apart. In terms of resources, the Bible also feels intimidating to me. Can one just pick it up and start reading? Or will I feel really confused and need some more tutoring? Are there other books you would recommend to someone who is at the very beginning of this journey? My heart is so hungry to know God. I've been down many paths on that pursuit, but so far none of them have borne great fruit. In any case, I realize this question may be of no use to most of your listeners and perhaps isn't right to air, but I thought I would reach out. Feel free to edit as needed. Thanks again for everything, Liz. No editing necessary, Liz, because... Such a great email. I love your email so much. And I know that everybody who's listening... If they're a Christian, they are so excited about your email. They are so excited oh, absolutely. about yeah. your question and are, are probably going to have some answers of their own. Sure. And also, if there's people like you who are listening who are not Christians, uh, they're going to be interested in answers. So this is a great email. Super encouraging. Yeah. Or even, Liz, there's going to be people who are like, oh, actually, I have a friend that would probably love to know the answer to those questions. So absolutely. That's that's wonderful. Are you going to take us back to the I'm beginning take us then? Back. and Okay. Right. First of all, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. 
I, I love that you enjoy everything we talk about. Me too. Yeah, it used to be very taco heavy. We haven't done like any taco reviews recently, but nevertheless, very sad. We're guinea pigs we'll and to... video games in this season. <laughs> um, first of all, I think I would like to apologize and repent, really, on behalf of we're both pastors. Yes. Repent on behalf of pastors because you say I've had to overcome so many judgments to even be a part of this point. Um, because you're untangling 30-plus years of negative misconceptions about the church. So as Christians, as leaders of a church, I am so sorry that you have had a negative experience with the body of Christ. Yes. I, I think you know that that shouldn't be, and yet I'm really sorry it was. And unfortunately, that is like many people's mm-hmm, story. Absolutely. Uh, so, you, you know, it's not an uncommon story, which makes us super, super mm-hmm. sad. Um, but yes, I mean, we would love to just apologize on behalf of other church leaders that have caused you hurt or harm yeah, or confusion. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So your question is, how to move further into understanding about Christianity and potentially becoming a Christian? I, I mean, the fact that you're even aware of your need is so beautiful. Yes. I don't know where you are geographically in the world, um, so maybe some of our answers will will change, especially according to resources. Well, I mean, Liz, I don't know if you'd feel comfortable reaching out to us again and letting us know uh, where you live, like what right. town you live in. We could see if we can uh, help in some way. But the reason I, I bring that up is something that's huge in the UK, that's not so huge in America, although I'm sure it exists, but I'm not aware of it, is the Alpha Course. Yes. And they probably have an Alpha Course online. I should have checked beforehand. If they do, I'll put a link in the show notes to it. But the Alpha Course is designed specifically for where you're at, where people are curious. They might have questions. They want to find an environment where they can ask questions, where they're not going to be, you know, shut down, where no question is stupid, where you get to explore in a small group with other people. And I know it's huge in the UK. I am sad to say that I don't think it's huge, at least in our part of the world. No, I don't don't think it is huge in America because most people that I say Alpha Course say what? Right. Right. So, yeah. But So that would be a great place to start. I'll put a link in the show notes. I am absolutely positive with lockdown that they have online resources or online groups that you can join. But that would be a great place to start. So you say you've got some questions and you're saying, hey, I've been enjoying watching Gracer online. So glad that you join us online. Yes, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. I'd encourage you to keep doing that. And you said, it seems like the next steps for me would be to find a local church. I would say a hearty yes, but you bring up two really common problems. How do I know which one is good? Yes. So tricky. How, where would you say you would start? You've just moved to a new town. Let's let's make it slightly different for you. You've moved to a new town. Yeah. You want to find a good church. How do you find a good church? Well, I would probably talk to whatever Christians I meet around and find out what they have to say about mm-hmm. their churches, uh, why they go to them, what, you know, what drew them there, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, word of mouth is big. And, you know, even though you're really new in the process, you can still say, Lord, would you help me find yes. the place where I'm supposed to be? And then again, see who you end up or, you know, what churches you end mm-hmm. up hearing about or discovering. And some of it might be just trying on, you know, different churches. I mean, I don't mean tr- like trying on, I don't really yeah, love church that. shopping. Go yeah. to a couple, see what they feel Go like. Go a couple you. different ones. See, yeah. See how they feel. Liz, the thing that excited me the most about your email is the Holy Spirit is already working on you. Yes, absolutely. The Holy Spirit is already putting, you know, you talked about like, I'm really, you know, passionate, hungry to know God. Like, 
that hunger comes from God. Yeah. So there's a beautiful verse in the Bible where Jesus said, I will not leave you as orphans, but I will come to you. So the Holy Spirit is beginning to brew in your heart, and he's so good at leading us. And you might be like, well, I don't know how to hear the Holy Spirit's voice. He's got you this far, he can get you the next step. So as AJ says, praying is a really good thing. And I like to pray out loud. So if right. it feels weird to you, just push past the weirdness. Just say, God, I am trying I really want to know you, Jesus, yeah. if you're real. Would you lead me where I need to be? Yeah. And, and I Liz, believe the Holy Spirit will help you. Yeah. Praying is just talking to God. Right. Normally. You don't have to know the special words or the, oh, you know, and, yeah, any of that. It's literally just saying, okay, God, you know, if you're real, would you help me? Would you, you know, it's just talking to him like you talk to the person across from you. And I would encourage you to stay where you're at. And what I mean by that is... Don't try and make your prayer super spiritual. Yeah. If you're full of doubt, tell him you're full of doubt. He knows already anyway. But yes. the most important thing in our walk with God is to be authentic. Yeah. And I, that's what I hear in your email. So I would start, like AJ said, ask some Christians. Um, again, I don't know where you are in the world. I don't know if you're in lockdown, but maybe go online, uh, look at social media, find people that you know are Christians, maybe kind of browse some websites, maybe watch some you know, online streams to just kind of get a feel for it. The The key encouragement that we look for are people who believe the Bible. Yeah. I know that sounds weird, but there are churches out there who don't, who don't, but maybe say that they do. So I'm trusting the Holy Spirit in this because mm. suddenly my instruction sounds super sketchy, but find some Christians, ask them, go online, and then maybe go to some churches and just kind of try them on for size Yeah, um, and trust the Holy Spirit in the process. Yeah. Asking, but good. yes, getting in a church Super important. would be a really, really good step. And community is how we grow best. Mm -hmm. So getting into a church and being part of a fellowship actually is how you best ensure growth. Yep. Uh so yeah, I, I love it that you're already thinking that way because I think I think that's God leading you just even in that. And also, Liz, I, again, I keep saying I don't know where you are, but I also don't know what your community looks like. Do you have Christians around you? Asking them, like they might have a small group uh, that you could like you could join, um, or like the alpha group that I was talking about. Yeah. Okay, so that's that's the church thing. Um, you're also saying I I really can't tell the difference between the churches, and you want one with a healthy culture. That's why word of mouth is kind of good because yeah. you can't fake fruit. Like fruit doesn't lie. Yeah. So. Of course, you're going to have disenfranchised people who maybe come from a good church and had a bad experience. But on the whole, look at the fruit of the lives of the people that go to the church. Or, yeah, you know, like what's what's its reputation? What what's its fruit? I'm trying to think about that because some of Grace Center's reputation. <laughs> Listen, I'm I know that you can trust the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit will lead you where you need to be. Yeah, and I love that you're even processing that. In terms of being able to tell them apart, I, I don't think that's the most important thing to no. worry about, like denomination. No, I don't either. I think you just want to find a great fellowship yeah. of healthy believers, and, and I don't think it particularly matters. Most denominations would say that they're marked by how they interpret certain parts of theology. Yes. But the truth is, most usually denominations— usually pertaining to the Holy Spirit and the role of the Holy Spirit, or often. Well, not necessarily. Well, okay. But— but most denominations would pride themselves in thinking that the reason we're different yes. is because we interpret Scripture differently. Right. And I would argue that most denominations are different about the way they do things. Yes. It's really cultural fit. 
But like all the churches that I've been in, I've been in a very conservative evangelical upbringing called the Brethren. Mm. Then I went to a Baptist church. Then I went to a kind of a slightly more open Brethren church and dipped my toes in some charismatic churches. Then went to Toronto, which is like was arguably the most controversial church in the world at the time. Yeah. And now I'm at Grace Center. All of them would differ in theolog- theological perspectives. They would all differ some way in the way they did things, but the core that runs through them all is a belief that the Word of God is, is inerrant, real, yeah. is real. Uh, the practice that Jesus asks us to, like things like baptism and taking communion, and you know, good Bible teaching, and 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 beautiful people, people who will love really, really well. Yeah, and you will have experienced growth in every single church Absolutely. you were in. Yeah, uh, which mine, you know, my story is is shorter than that. I only went to two different churches. But very different churches. Yeah. Uh, but still, growth. You know, wonderful people. You know, a love for the Word of God. That sort of thing. Yeah. So, the Word of God is alive. The Spirit of God is alive. So, if the church you're going to isn't alive, you know, the church you're visiting rather yeah. might not be the church you want to settle yeah. in. Yeah. All right. God, I can't wait to hear the questions we get from that. <laughs> that that kind of interesting description. Also, Liz, we're praying for you that you found an amazing church, and we'd love to hear what happens. Um, I would love to find a church that welcomes the Holy Spirit with the healthy culture that you speak about. Pretty much every church on the planet will say that they welcome the Holy Spirit. Do you think so? Oh, yes. Every okay. every church would like, yes, we're Spirit-led. Like, every church would say that. It depends what that statement means to you. Liz, I, I'm assuming that because you've been listening to our podcast, you've been watching Grace Center, mm. you know what it means to us. Yes. Again, yeah, look look for that and you know, ask some maybe ask some Christians about like I'm really looking for Holy Spirit friendly churches that they'll probably know what I, I think means. it's funny that you think every church would say you know that they're open to the Holy Spirit because again the first church I went to for 4 years I didn't even know the Holy Spirit existed. So And yeah, they would still say that yes, we believe in the Holy Spirit and we would want all our spirit. Well, I, I guess they would have. I never heard it though. My yeah. mum and dad, yeah. our church. Yeah. A cessationist church. Yeah. My mom would say, "I would, I love our breaking of bread service. Everyone is so spirit led." Okay, okay. So, like, sure. You know, I've yeah, read yeah. enough doctrinal statements on churches <laughs> to be like, I hear you saying those words. I think those words mean something different to you than yeah, they do yeah, for yeah. me. Yeah, okay. yeah, In terms of resources, the Bible also feels intimidating to me. Can one just pick it up and start reading, or will I feel really confused and need some more tutoring? Let Let's just leave that there. I'm about to introduce you to a website that is going to so help you. Yes. Called The Bible Project. I knew exactly where you're going. I'll put a link to the show notes. Listen, there are Christians who've been in churches for 30 years who got the same question as you, but they're hiding it. Like, at least you're vulnerable and going, the Bible ah, seems a bit confusing and overwhelming. Yeah, There's people who've been in church for 30 years who don't read their Bible because that feels big and confusing. Yeah. The beautiful thing about the Bible is it's alive. Hmm. So while, yes, you can just pick it up and start reading, absolutely, and the Holy Spirit's well able to speak to you about it, uh, I would encourage you to start in some particular places. Yes, yeah, so would I. What's important to know about the Bible is it's a collection of books, really, there's 66 books in the Bible, written by numerous different authors, inspired by the Holy Spirit, over about 1,400 years. It's got lots and lots of different literary styles that if you don't know that when you start reading, you're like, why is this thing really easy to understand? Why is this other thing really difficult to understand? Right. 
to help you to make your Bible reading journey easier to start. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you some preference. Listen, you could open anywhere and it's gonna be helpful. Yes. But I'm gonna encourage you. The first thing you need to understand is the Bible comes in different flavors, translations. Yes. You want to pick a nice, modern, easy to read version. Yes. So not these and thous and things like that. Yeah. That's, off the top of my head, some yeah. of those would be like the message is a version that's easy. That's easy to read. Yeah. The New Living Translation is yeah. a, a. They call it the NLT. They're all into their hip abbreviations, are easier to understand. Where I would start reading is I would start reading in the Gospels. Alan, what are the Gospels? It's the first four books of the New Testament. Yes. That's so when what you I get your Bible, too. there's an Old Testament, there's a New Testament. Mm-hmm. The Old Testament is all pointing to Jesus. But it's harder to figure it's harder that out. It's harder to see that. Yeah. The New Testament, especially if you start reading the, the Gospels, that's Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, it starts talking about Jesus immediately. I would encourage you to start with the book of John. The first chapter is going to be, the first part of the first chapter is going to be a little bit weird because there's lots of word and this, that, the next thing. But just stick with it. Get a modern translation. Read the Gospel of John. If you want to dip into the Old Testament, start reading the book of Proverbs. The book of Proverbs is basically like what you would read on Twitter today. They're short, punchy, super helpful things for life. Yes. Where would you start? I would have said the Gospels as well, but I probably wouldn't have said John immediately. What, what would I would you start? With? I would say like just read through them, Matthew, Mark. Like you know, they're all they're um, parallel Gospels. They don't all have the same stories. Some of them uh, are telling the same stories, and the, and all of those books tell you why they've written the mm-hmm. way they've written and who they're trying to reach. Um, but so I would say read the Gospels, and then I would also say Romans. I think. I think Romans, well, here's the thing. Romans is a huge book, Yes, but it's very clear. It's not... I'm going to stop you right okay. there. Okay. You don't think it's clear? Well... I do love Romans, so maybe I have an issue. <laughs> it's possible. Again, it's, you can't go wrong, but yeah, pick yeah. An, anything to read. And okay. so Romans is certainly good, and yeah. I'm trusting the Holy Spirit's going to speak through you. But there are heavyweight theologians that wrestle with Romans. If, if you want, okay. I would start with Luke... <laughs> As a gospel and yeah. an Acts, because originally there were just one book. Yeah. Right? The same author wrote both of them. Yeah. So maybe read the gospel of Luke and read the gospel of Acts, because Acts is incredible. It'll blow your mind, all the stuff that happens in there. Yeah. And actually, because you're talking about Luke and Acts, yeah. uh, if you are a um, apps kind of person, if you download the version app on your phone, um, it's like the symbol for it is like a brown I'll Bible. I'll put a link in the show notes. Yeah, they actually have a study by the Bible Project guys that is just Luke and Acts. So they walk you through Luke and Acts mm-hmm. as you're reading it. And there's like little videos to help you understand, you know, sort of what's actually yes. going on in the historical context and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and it's a great study. And that's a great point, babe. The, the Bible app um, that I'm going to put a link to in the show notes if you're like, I don't know where to just dive in and start reading the Bible, what well, if it makes no sense? There are daily ri- daily reading plans in the app. Yeah. I'll look through some and maybe highlight some su- some suggested ones yeah. that will, you read a little bit about the Bible and then someone's written kind of like a, a little bit to go with it, maybe to explain what you're reading, maybe yeah. to ask some questions. Yeah. That might feel like helpful. Yeah. You know, kind of like me doing these dance videos. If I try to come up with dance on my own, it would be a nightmare. But I've got this person who's coaching me through that. That is the That's worst analogy ever. But, um, but I was going to say, like, I just started a new app. You did? Uh, a new, like, year yearly one yeah. that the Bible Project guys released, which is uh, 
a new one that's basically telling you as you're going through the Old Testament every place that points towards Jesus. Yeah. Um, which is a, one of their newer ones, but there's quite a few really good ones. Yeah. So yeah, if we post them, you could have a look at. Yeah. Look, but look, I don't know that you want to start with a Bible in a year kind of new, Genesis. I was just about not to say right that. now. Like you know, stay with stay with the New Testament and and. And one of the things I'd encourage you to do is anytime you see something you don't understand, just get a little notebook and write down what you don't understand. Yeah. Right? Don't ignore the stuff you don't understand. The stuff you don't understand leads you into more wisdom, leads you into more revelation. Yeah. And because the Bible is alive, and what I mean by that is it's not a dead book. When you read the Bible, the Bible reads you. What I mean by that is as you read it, the Holy Spirit will speak to you through the book and will begin to bring up questions and talk to you and challenge you and maybe confront you, maybe excite you, maybe lead you in places. I'm so excited for your journey, Liz. It's going to be beautiful. Okay. Uh, Will I feel really confused, need some more tutoring? Uh, Listen, there's still parts of the Bible I get really confused about. Yeah, there are confusing parts. (laughs) Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm friends with a world-famous theologian, and the other day I was speaking to him, and he said there's this part of theology that he doesn't know anything about. And I was, I was so encouraged. This is a man who's probably in his 80s, is world-renowned, and he's just like, I don't know what to think about this. Right. So, you know, don't you, you're, you're not alone. Well, that same theologian often says, be comfortable with mystery. Yeah. You know, that there's things that, we're not going to understand. And I think if you get hung up on what you don't understand to the point where it causes you distress, that's not helpful. No. You know, so yeah, having a notebook, writing down what you don't understand, but realize there are probably going to be a few things that we just don't understand. There's and things okay. I don't understand and that's okay. And and I figure if I need to understand it, the Lord will make sure that I do. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Then you said, are there other books you would recommend to someone who's at the very beginning of this journey? There is. There is a fantastic book that I think this is right, that the Bible is the best-selling book. The second best-selling book is Rick Warren's Purpose Driven Life. Wow. So I didn't know. It was I don't know if that's absolutely true. Okay. But I'm. it's in my head for a reason. Okay. Admittedly, I could have made that up, but... Pretty sure that's right. So The Purpose Driven Life is written by a pastor from California called Rick Warren, and it is a very, very helpful book. And I'll put a link to it, especially for people who are starting their journey of faith. I'll put a link to it. You can you know, pick it up. Uh, I'd really encourage you to, to read that. Absolutely. Do you have any books that you would suggest? I was thinking Good Morning, Holy Spirit. Benny Hinn? Yeah, Benny Hinn's Good Morning, Holy Spirit. Because I remember reading it and it feeling like so many lights went on for me. Uh, Where were you in your journey, though? Well, I was probably, you know, uh, I was uh, saved, again, in a church where probably there wasn't much acknowledgement of the Holy Spirit being present. And I didn't realize how much he was actually already moving in my life and talking to me and everything until I read that book. Wow. And then I was like, oh, this makes so many things make sense for me. So for me, I loved I love that book. I like read it over and over again. Liz, I'm so excited you took the time to email us. And I'm so excited. And I want to encourage you. The Holy Spirit is leading you. And if you'll just keep following, if you'll just keep being honest with your questions, if you'll just keep being honest about where you are, you will find that the Holy Spirit will lead you to the books, the people, and the places that you need to learn about Jesus and hopefully get to know Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. We're so excited for you, Liz. Can we pray for you, Liz? You're not here. But we're going to pray for you. And if you don't want this prayer, you can skip to the next <laughs> chapter of our 
But I think it would be lovely. Yeah. I'm going to pray for everybody who's listened to this who wants to know God more. Yeah. I'm including you, Liz, but I'm also not trying to single you out. Yeah. Just in case that makes you feel awkward. Yeah, go for it. Father, I thank you for the truth that the Holy Spirit is alive and well and at work today, working in our hearts to help us understand Jesus more. And I'm praying for Liz. I'm praying for everybody who's listening. Lord, all of us, no matter how long we've known Jesus or if we're just in the early stages of getting to know Jesus, Lord, would you work in our heart, Mm. in our lives, in our circumstances to coordinate events and people and books and churches to cross our path so that we can know you more. I thank you, Lord, that Mm. you said that you wouldn't leave us as orphans, but you'll come to us. And so we're not alone in this world. We're not alone in this journey. And I'm asking for Liz, I'm asking for everybody who's listened that this year, 2020, 22 would be a year of upgrades in our understanding of who Jesus is, what he's done for us, and why he's come to save us. Yes. Amen. Amen. All right. Liz, fantastic questions. Thank you so much. Thank you, Liz. Thank you so much for giving us a whole episode to talk about. If you've got questions, anybody who's listened to this, you've got questions that you would like us to answer, go to alanandaj.com slash ask. You can just fill that out there. Or reach out to us on social media at alanandaj, A-L-Y-N and AJ, and you can reach out to us there. Yes. AJ, give us a quick adoption update. So we're in the process still of uh, raising all the finances for it, but we're past the halfway mark. We are past the halfway mark. Thank you to everyone who's given. Thank you so much. It feels huge. Oh, my gosh. Your Uh, generosity is astonishing. And it also means that if a situation comes up, we can now respond to it, where before we would not have been able to. Yeah. Because you have to have a certain amount of finances up front. You have to have um, half the money up front. Yes. And we comfortably have that. Yes. So, so. that's super exciting. We haven't seen a situation yet uh, that we can apply for. So, so again, just so we're, we're, we're connected with like five or six different adoption agencies. Uh, five, I think. We're, like we're on file with them. And if they have a mom come in and uh, the baby that she's going to have matches the criteria that we've been looking at, they either contact us or post it online. Yeah. And we put forward, hey, we'd like to be considered. Yeah. And, and we, we have to match the mom's criteria as well. So yes. sometimes the mom is like, hey, uh, like one of the ones we saw recently was they need to live on the West Coast. So it would be easy for visits. Right. Therefore, we don't, you know, doesn't work for us. Or we want the there to be no other uh, biological children, children right. present in that home so that, you know, we couldn't apply for that one. So there's there's things where, you know, obviously it's going to need to match what the mom is hoping for. For this baby, and then in addition, like... Here's why I'm strangely at at peace with it, is similar to what, Liz, I was just saying to you about, you know, the Holy Spirit is leading you to know Jesus. The Holy Spirit is leading us to adopt. Yes. So he's not, he's, you know, he's literally leading us. We've done everything that we can to get ourselves ready. Yes. And so it's in his timing. Yep. And I feel peaceful, but I realized I moved from, from not being open or passive, but like willing. But now I'm like a couple of weeks ago, David Wagner who was speaking at our church and he said, you know, said something about barrenness, like God wants to end barrenness. And I was like, yes, Lord, I want, I want my next child. Yeah. And so I'm like now moving to like, yeah, I'm open and God's time to like, oh, I, well, yeah, I'm, I'm so excited, excited about it. Yeah. I, did I tell you I had another dream? No. When? Uh, maybe last week. Okay. Little, had a little baby. Oh, so on one level, like we, we haven't, you know, been matched with anyone, but we're just uh, waiting in expectation. Yeah. 
and continuing to raise the finances. If you want to learn about our story, if you want to hear about our story, if you want to find out the most up-to-date place to find out what's going on with our adoption journey is alanandag.com slash adopt. And if you'd like to give to our adoption fund, you can do that from the same page too. Yeah, we did a whole podcast and mm-hmm. told uh, the whole story with all the dreams and the different ways that yeah. the Lord led us. So if you'd like the show notes for today's podcast, you go to alanandag.com slash 266. And if you would like to see my glorious haircut, yes. if you would like to witness the sh- 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 of AJ's winter jacket <laughs> and her blanket, if you would like video access to the back catalog, not the whole back catalog because we've got 200 and something episodes, but right. if you'd like back catalog to the most recent episodes all in video format, if you'd like to support the show, if you'd like to get discounts on our products, and we have an upcoming course, by the way, that we're going to be launching very soon, uh, go to alanandaj.com slash join to learn how you can become a member of the show from as little as a dollar an episode, get access to all those benefits and help support our show, alanandaj.com slash join. So we're praying you have an amazing 2022 and just want to say thank you for listening and we will catch up with you next week. Bye-bye. Faith, life, communication, tacos and video games, paleo donuts and the kindness of God, the things we deal with every day. From Franklin, Tennessee, they are just like you and me, Alan, yeah. and AJ, oh, yeah. keeping up with the Joneses, keeping up with the Joneses, sharing their life experiences, oh, yeah. keeping up with the Joneses, keeping up with the Joneses, they talk about faith in God, and everything under the sun, if you are a human being, There's something here for everyone